Welcome to the 11th episode of the Cranky Flyer interview. This week we have a twofer. I have Hawaiian Airlines President and CEO Peter Ingram, as well as Brent Overbeek, the airline's Vice President of Revenue Management and Network Planning. This week's fake sponsor, Pog Juice. When you just need a ton of sugar in your system, drink Pog Juice. Now, this week's interview started extremely early. 6.15 a.m. early, in fact, here in Long Beach. That's because at 8.30 a.m., the airline's inaugural A321neo flight took off for Honolulu. I was on that flight, and full disclosure, Hawaiian provided the flight and gave me a night hotel in Honolulu. But Peter and Brent were not on the flight. They had to be elsewhere. So we sat down in the airport to talk about the airline. Now I'll warn you, while Long Beach Airport is a great place to fly from, it really lacks quiet areas. So we just parked ourselves under the palm trees outside and started talking shop. But I have to apologize for all of those announcements in the background. I did my best to eliminate them, but well, my best isn't very good, frankly. Let's get started. Peter Ingram and Brent Overbeek were here on the, the uh, inaugural Long Beach Honolulu flight. And uh, I, I want to start just talking about Long Beach itself. So this is your first destination, new destination with the 321 Neo, right? Yeah, Correct. New routes, but this is the first destination. Yeah. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about why... Long Beach was first. What what was it that uh, made this the ideal starting point? Yeah, m maybe I can step back and talk a little bit about what the 321 does sure. uh, from a network perspective for us that our, our wide body airplanes can't do. So 321, I, the way we've got it equipped is 189 seats. That compares to 278 on our A330s. And it is perfect economics for flying the distances west coast to Hawaii. So what we're really looking at is we have, we have a big presence in all of the largest ONDs uh, off the, the west coast to Hawaii, um, but we're less represented in those mid-sized ONDs, 100 to 200 passengers a day. And, and that's why, you know, connecting San Diego to Maui um, on top of our San Diego-Honolulu is, is a great opportunity for us. Portland to Maui on top of our Portland-Honolulu is a great opportunity. And then Long Beach, a city we, we didn't serve until arriving uh, on the flight last night, is, you know, one of the new destinations that, that we think fits that bill. And, and it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how this route develops because it's such a you know, big population, and it's a very different airport experience than what you get up the road at LAX. Uh, yeah, to say the least, as, as we sit out here on the patio with the palm trees. <laughs> uh, but, you know, why was Long Beach at the top of the list when you're... I assume you have a list of destinations that you want to you want to look at. So, you know, why did Long Beach make it to the top of the list? What was unique about it? What? I think it, a lot of it comes down to um, to the notion that you know you still need a fairly good sized population base if you're going to support um, daily service um, purely on an O and D basis. You know, not a lot of uh, connecting opportunities for for us with our network. Um, so being able to draw on that um, that Southern California population and to serve you know the cities and counties south of the airport where where there's obviously um, you know, very strong demand, we think is a great opportunity. 
and you can't do Orange County with this airplane, can you? We can do it with the airplane. We can't do it with the airplane and a full load of passengers and a full load of fuel, which is what makes the economics work. Right. But that, I mean, that's another reason this should be better, because you don't have anything in Orange County that's pulling from you. I mean, you're saying, hey, don't don't drive all the way to LAX, stop here Correct. instead. So, um, and, and so how has it been uh, booking up so far? You want to... Yes, um, so far we're really happy with how, how the loads look. Right. And, and um, you know, as soon as we loaded the trip, um, you know, we, we were, you know, the... the we know we knew Long Beach was going to work. It was really a matter of awareness for us and kind of getting our customer base in Southern California, Hawaii, um, as well as the, as the traveling public to, to get awareness of, of the market that we're here and not just in Los Angeles. And from the get-go, I mean, it came out gangbusters. And so we were really encouraged with, uh, with the initial bookings that we've got on it, and then loads looked really good. One thing I'm also intrigued to see just based on conversations over the last couple of days as we were coming out here is um, what is going to develop in terms of Hawaii point of sale yeah. for for this route so there yeah. there was um, you know a, a South Pacific um, community uh, here in near near the Long Beach yeah. Airport Gardena Carson yeah. Yeah. Long Beach, it's, yeah and and also you know places like um, Disneyland because people from Hawaii right. still go on vacation every once in a while and and uh, I thought and, it was only to Vegas isn't that required it, by law it is it is <laughs> largely only to Vegas but sometimes people with kids come to uh, to places <laughs> like enough. Disneyland the too crew will right. find its yeah. way to, to, to Disneyland as well and it is easy to get there from here. Uh, that's for sure. So, have you seen a lot of Hawaiian point of sale yet? So, yeah. So, it is you know thus far, and it's obviously still early. Um, it's probably in line with Hawaii point of sale being a little bit higher than some of our other our, our other North America routes. Okay. With the exception of Las Vegas, which is predominantly Hawaii. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, still predominantly uh, Southern California point of sale. It's probably you know, it's roughly an eighty twenty split. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and that, you know, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, you know, with this, seeing this and how it's performing and eventually you'll get more 321 someday. <laughs> Hopefully we 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 will we, 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 we are and we will we've we've got we've How's got three going, on three the on the way? property three on the property uh, now we'll have eleven by the end of this year um, we're we're encouraged you know after setback early this year with the um, the engines needing to uh, another modification. Um, we're starting to get back on track as we're into the second quarter, so it, it has disrupted our, our schedule for the summer relative to what we thought at the beginning of the year, but um, we expect to be back on track here in a couple of months in terms of where we thought we would be on deliveries. Okay, and so the engine issues are resolved at this point? Uh, yeah, in, in, in operation, we haven't had any uh, problems at all, so the, the, the issues that have affected us have more been uh, around deliveries. The airplane, uh, he says, knocking on wood, has right. been performing um, really well in service for us since the beginning of the year. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. So, and hopefully um, the delivery schedule holds now because I know it's been uh, messy. Didn't you have to keep some 7.6s? 
We did. We had we had, a, we had a 767 that um, that we retired for about two days in February, uh, and and the sale had not closed yet. So we, we pulled that airplane um, back from the desert and put a sea check on it that we weren't intending to uh, to put on that airplane, and we'll fly it uh, into early '19. But er, by early '19. Uh, we'll have all our remaining 767s retired, and the, the long haul fleet will be down to 330s and 321 Neos. But don't worry, you can still get that authentic 76 experience on United if you want. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, what other? I don't suppose you're going to tell me this, but what other cities are you looking at with this airplane, or what types of cities? Like, what what else can you can you point to as uh, you know what you're looking for in a new city? So, uh, yeah, I think you know, Peter hit on, on, on part of it. You know, the, the Neo opens up kind of mid-sized market for us. Right. So it's either, you know, it, it, we've got the unique ability with it to be able to add frequency, add new service. So we've added San Diego, Maui. We added Portland, Maui. Um, it really allows us to kind of open up uh, different ONDs that we already serve within the network. Um, and then beyond that, you know, it, it also opens up kind of that next tier of market, Long Beach. Um, and other kind of big West Coast cities that uh, that we may not be in. Big-ish big West ish, Coast yes. cities. <laughs> and, well, one of one of the things um, that you know you, as a student of the airline industry, would understand is that um, you know we're we've been a more Honolulu-centric airline in terms of our Hawaii service right. than um, than some of the other carriers, and and a lot of that has to do with having big airplanes and not having the, the feed behind a hub uh, on the on the west coast and so we've really got to concentrate on those biggest markets so some of the opportunities in mid-sized markets a, a disproportionate amount I would say is serving um, Maui and Kona and Lahui from s some of the places that we already serve to Honolulu right. so you, you can think that this airplane is going to give us the ability to open up a little bit more of direct service to the neighbor islands as opposed to just more Honolulu. Airlines. Right. Yeah, and, and the other piece as well is, you know, it gives us a kind of, uh, a different size unit to be able to add frequency to markets as well. So, right. so the majority of our markets, you know, are single daily, um, and when you're adding that units of 278 seats, it's a little different, and, and having, you know, having a, a more mid-sized airplane allows us to offer a little different pattern of service in markets we already serve. As well. Right, which makes sense. Uh, so, you know, the, the Honolulu-centric airline that you were, now there are plenty of others who are serving the neighbor yeah, islands. Uh, so I would say capacity uh, is, is a concern for you. With uh, You have Southwest, you have United throwing gigantic airplanes and capacity in. Um, Alaska's ramping up. I mean, how are you looking at capacity right now? We, we, we've seen an increase in industry capacity, including our own uh, this year, but United has uh, grown service. Obviously, there's a, a lot of talk about uh, Southwest coming into the market, although we don't have uh, a firm schedule around when that is going to happen yet. Um, but, you know, first of all, I'd say we're no stranger to competition. Um, we've been competing with the biggest airlines in the world, and we're going to continue to do that. And, and you know, frankly, Two things are, are really um, keeping things on the right side for us in that regard. One is um, demand is incredibly strong, and um, you know we've seen 
demand rise to meet the capacity that's come into the market this year, and that's been um, great for us. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, we're the Hawaii specialists, so we, we compete with all of uh, these air, airlines that are bigger than us and have more resources than us in a lot of ways, um, but we compete on uh, on places where we've got an advantage because we're the Hawaii experts because we've got a we've designed a formula around serving people who are having um, to traveling to from and within Hawaii and our team does a fantastic job of that and you know we're we're going to continue to compete and I think we'll do very well. So uh, you know you you've mentioned a couple of times that you don't have feet on the West Coast. I mean, I guess technically you have a couple of JetBlue flights you can feed here, but that's... And we, and we have our code on a couple of JetBlue flights here. Well, you know, it'll work one way, maybe not the other with the time, but that's, either way, that's gravy, I guess. But um, is that something that's of concern to you? I mean, are you interested in partnering? You know, there are always a million rumors about potential mergers and acquisitions, but just in general, is that something that, um, you know, would be of interest to you to pursue further? I'd say we're always interested in it um but it is it is not something that we're um we're counting on i i, I think we're we're pretty comfortable about how we've built our network um where where there are opportunities to partner we certainly do it JetBlue has been a a, a really good partner for us in new york for example and we also have their um, their code um, that plugs into us in a couple of places where we, we both serve, like Los Angeles and Las Vegas, and we've got some different time of day options the there where that code area. is helpful. Uh, but but by and large, you know, we're going into places where we can rely on the local demand to be able to, to fill the airplanes. So one, one area where uh, things might be a bit different with this new capacity is Southwest talking about going into the neighbor island markets, uh, the inner island flying. Uh, I guess you haven't really had a, a big jet competitor since Aloha. Uh, you know, you, you've had Island Air, you've had Go, and you know, a couple of false starts along the way. But is that something that you're concerned about? For uh, well, I mean, I assume you're concerned about it. But you know, how do you respond to that? Well, look, I, we've been serving uh, the the neighbor island markets for almost 89 years now. Uh, I, I think we we understand that market better than anyone else um, possibly could. Um, we have we've never um, priced as if we have a, uh, a dominant position. We've always been mindful of making sure we've got affordable fares and a high level of service. We've got 180 flights a day traveling within the um, the islands of the state, so it's a, a really solid depth of schedule. 20 airplanes dedicated to um, to that flying for us. The 717's been a terrific airplane for for doing that. An airplane built right here in Long Beach. Yeah, and we, uh, built right over there. <laughs> it's gone now, but so so um, look, we're we're uh, we're ready to uh, compete. All of our all of our markets are open to uh, competition, and uh, we'll see what Southwest does. Uh, but you know, we're we're prepared to to compete. Fair enough. So I'll. I'll finish this with a, a parting question here. Um, you have taken over the reins in the last couple of months here. Forget about that Mark guy, he's gone. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, obviously you've been a part of the leadership team for a long time, so yeah. it's a continuity 
play for you. This isn't come in and shake everything up. But now that you are in charge, um, you know, what kind of things are you looking to potentially change or focus on in the airline as, as you're, you know, kind of leaving your mark? Yeah, I think it is a story of continuity for us. As, as you said, I've been with Hawaiian for 12 years and I've been, um, you know, part of the team that has um, laid out the strategy that we're on and we think that strategy is working. Um, there are obviously some things that continue to evolve as we go forward. The 321neo arriving. Uh, this year is one of those that opens up some new opportunities and we've got a lot of plans for that. We are um, on our Japan routes. We're excited about the opportunity to um, to partner with um, Japan Airlines who we, we started code sharing hey, with at the uh, end sure of uh, March this year and we're, we're getting ready to um, file for uh, an antitrust immunized joint venture and that'll be coming up very soon. I think that opens up some, some new opportunities for us elsewhere. And then the other thing looking a little further down the road is we've got the, uh, the 787 uh, is going to be joining our fleet starting in uh, 2021 and again that opens up some more opportunities on an international basis on our long-haul flights and, and we really think that there's there's a lot of opportunity uh, for us going forward so after that Peter and Brent were on their way to do interviews take photo ops all that kind of stuff I just parked myself in the gate area waiting for the flight I want to thank my fake sponsor, Pogjuice, for probably keeping everyone awake during this interview. And of course, thank you, or shall I say mahalo, to Hawaiian Airlines. Until next time, aloha!